This week, a woman gets shamed for shaming people who shame fat shaming, and a civil war erupts between Native Americans and their two sides, Native Americans and savages. And savages have got to go. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello and welcome to another educational adventure here at the Fake Outrage Report, the least important debate show on the internet. My name is Phil Causey, and with me, as always, is the browner and better educated, and for some reason wearing khakis on a Sunday, Sandeep Sen. Oh, is this a fashion faux pas? You uh, don't wear you don't wear khakis on a Sunday. Is this a? I don't know. Because like the thing what? is, isn't that like an office thing? Isn't that office attire? These are khakis? technically jeans. These are supposed to be jeans. I don't know. Those look like khakis to me. They're. They look like jeans to me. Uh, let's see. This jeans got, are this blue. They're or are, black. They're denim. What the fuck? Okay. This is why women are better at fashion than uh, I am. But are, do you not wear khakis on Sundays? I would never wear now? khakis ever. Okay. I, I, they're just, it's That's not a good right. look for me. Mm. Yeah. Unless you're going on a boat ride or a safari somewhere, there's yeah. no reason to be wearing fucking I don't khakis. do well in nature. Yes. <laughs> there's no instance where I would, I would have to wear khakis. Well, yeah, well, he just looks like he got back from like a business casual luncheon and it's on a Sunday. I you think know he what looks I mean? summery and sporty. All right. Maybe I'm just being overly critical because I, I, <laughs> I, I had to work today, okay? I think this should be the new podcast where people, I just wear something and then we debate on and the look. And then we debate on your look. <laughs> Other than uh, putting on khakis, anything interesting happened to you, Sandeep? This oh, well, week? I fed you both chili. Uh, how was the spice level for you, Phil? I am, uh, a, am a Caucasian American. Uh, did you AKA, have the chili just yes, now? Yes, I had a, I'm a white guy. Uh, I had to uh, stretch it with a lot of rice and a lot of chips and swish some water down after every single bite. It was very spicy. Okay. Um, although, to be fair, certain brands of ketchup to me are spicy. I'm not a spice person. Yeah, Phil's not, not a spice role. person. I made this chili a little spicier than I, I wanted, than I intended. Yeah. And so it was a bad combination. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was great. Oh, I, good. I can't stand a bland chili. I think bland chili is horrible. Okay, so it, was, it met your spice. It was a little it too much. I, wouldn't, I, would, I used three jalapenos. I should have used two. Your Indian uh, lineage is very proud of you for going overly spicy. Um, I, I'm just grateful that you fed me a, deli- a delicious meal. Oh, well, right. my pleasure. <laughs> also, that, that third voice you hear today, Sandeep, who's our third voice today slash guest? Our third voice is Lindsay Goldwert. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So, Lindsay, oh. you are a, an author... I am an author. That yes. is cool. Yes. And also some you're also of other job titles that uh I do, may yes. or may not be worth mentioning. No. <laughs> and I'm I am a I'm a journalist. Um, I'm a writer. Um, I used to do stand-up comedy for a few years uh, back. I don't really perform anymore. Um, I have a podcast called Spent, which is a funny money podcast for the financially challenged. Uh, and yeah, so I wrote a book recently um, called Bow Down, Lessons from Dominatrixes on how to get everything you want. And it was, uh, I interviewed all these amazing dominatrixes who just gave me a lot of their, you know, their, their philosophies on power and um, self-confidence and how to get what you want in, in the bedroom, in the workplace, and wherever you want, and also within yourself. So it was, it was a great experience. I, th- those women blew my mind. Yeah, they're the ultimate empowered women. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, so, you know, it's, it's a role in some ways. You know, we're all, we're all women have to go home and brush their teeth like everybody else. But, um, but in their work, they have sort of come up with, a, you have, they, they have formed a little bit of an ethos that, about that, that I found very, uh, I don't know, I found very em- empowering for myself. You know, I, I, I learned a lot about myself writing this book, for sure. It's such an interesting topic because yeah. they do have to be empowered. They do have to take control. Absolutely. And what lessons do they learn in life? 
from being a dominatrix. You know, in the end, you still have to fight for them, fight to get paid. In the end, in, in many ways, they're freelancers just like me. You know, you have to, you know, know how to like set your rate. You have to vet clients. You have to, you know, be aware of your personal safety. They have a lot of laws that, um, you know, prevent them from working in some of the same ways that I can work. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're also being paid to, you know, assume a certain role and they have to be able to embody that, you know, when they go to work every day, just like we all have to look nice when we go to, I have to act professional when I go to my job. You know, they have to act professional when they go to their job. Yeah, there's yeah. like a water cooler in the coffee machine, and then they're like... And I would love to see the like, water cooler. Oh, man, you should have seen the client I had today. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I couldn't vouch for it, but I, I'm sure that they all share... Uh, actually, I know that they all share some knowledge about certain people, but they never yeah. talk shit about He's their like clients. like, glass, glass dildo up the ass guy's back. And, uh, <laughs> I can neither like, confirm or deny that I ever heard anything like that. <laughs> so how, how did this come about as far as the production, I guess you'd call it, of the book? Because, like, did you go to them and say... Hey, I've dominatrix, uh, I, but I also know how to read. I can write you a book. Or did they were they looking for someone with that background to uh, write about that subject matter? So I'm actually not a professional dominatrix. Okay. Um, I've never done it. I've never done anything like that. Um, I wanted to. Um, I was. I I wanted to write a book about money, like a kind of a funny book about money, because. Um, become sort of my background and I couldn't get excited about writing about personal finance anymore. I think there's people that do. I think it's boring. People can do it better than me. I'm not as, I don't have the credentials, et cetera. Um, but I've always been interested in interviewing people who are more interesting than myself talking about, you know, topics that might not be so interesting because they might have a different say, uh, different spin on it. So, you know, when I interview comedians about their finances, those are the best conversations because first of all, they have no filter, they have no shame and they're afraid and they're not afraid <laughs> to talk about all their mistakes. So in the end, we were able to get into some really deep, dark stuff with them because they were just more free and had a different perspective on, on their student loans, on how they were raised. So, um, What's the weirdest shit that some comic blew all their money on? Oh, well, there's one comic who... Uh, I, he talks about it all the time, so I could say... I haven't seen him in a while, but Andrew Collin told me that he, um, he made and lost uh, a quarter of a million dollars in a year. Nice. H yeah. How? I mean, that's... Just by being... Stupid, you know. He like he he was young. He made a lot of money on a well, real estate deal. He made it deal. through comedy, I guess, or no? It was some real estate thing. Real estate. When he was, when okay. he was young, and uh, yeah. he just he just told the whole story, and it was it's an incredible story. It's really funny, and comics can laugh at themselves, which is why comedians are, are the best because they can all talk about their mistakes, and they're not afraid to to just put it all out there. Which to me, which is why the audience really liked it, because you know, because you could laugh along with someone's pain, <laughs> which is, I think, how we all learn. So anyway, so um, I've just always been really interested in, like, you know, kind of fringe cultures and people who do one thing during the day and one thing at night. You know, that's always been my personal fascination. And um, I just had this idea one day. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be really great to write a book, Ask Dominatrixes, about how to, about how to be more empowered at work and at home? And I pitched it to the, ed to the editor, and they said, go for it. And then I said, oh, no, now I have to actually write this book. <laughs> so I just, uh, yeah, so I just started, I just started writing. I just reached out to people with my idea and people were so nice and so generous. And, and yes, yeah, so you uh, want to learn about life lessons with some uh, very, well, I wanted to know how does one become a dominatrix? How do they, how do you get into that? How I do these people find themselves in the <laughs> industry? I think it depends. <laughs> it, it depends. You know, you could either, um, you can, you know, join like a house, like a house of domination and you can become trained. You know, it's it's a, it's an art. You know, sounds like a good name right, for a metal you band. To, you have to have the house a, of domination. You yeah. have the desire house to do that in the first you, place. You do. I and think, where do these people get it? Where do they get the idea that I want to be a dominatrix? I can kind of understand it, to be honest. Um, I think that you have to. I, okay, I, I have a few. I think some people think. I mean, first of all, it's it's you can get paid pretty quickly. So also, it could be. So there's a lot of people I know, some comedians I know, who've done this kind of work. You know, because it's you can get paid pretty quickly. It's de it's like a decent amount of money. Um, 
if you can sort of, if, if you can kind of handle that kind of work, then I mean, I was checking coats at one point in my early 20s, and my, if I would have known, that would have been something possibly I could have maybe done. Um, so I think there are some people who might do it out of, you know, sort of no sex sex work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's people who just think it could be an interesting thing to do, a fun thing to do. Um, there's people who just, you know, they just might have a talent for it. They might have, an, yeah, I don't know. I They've mean, discovered an aptitude. They're like, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm, I like to yell at men. And uh, uh, wear leather, you know, but I can get paid doing that. Oh, hell yeah. I think that's sort of a part of it. You know, they have a certain, you know, kind of alpha female view on life. And they sort of, I think some, some people are born with that gene within them to feel that they can, they have that sort of alpha gene and this could be a good way to, but a lot of them have, they're, they're all like liberal arts majors, you know, they all have like, you know, college degrees, some have master's degrees, you know, there's just something about the work that really inspires them. And they're, they, they see themselves more as, you know, you know, more as someone who can like, if, if you were to come to them and say, I have this, I have this fetish, I've never told anyone before, you know, and they'll be like, okay, well, let's see if we can work it out for you. Like, it's actually very, it's actually very sweet, you know, <laughs> to like, so I think that they, they see themselves more as, uh, I don't know, kind of not like sexual healers, but like, but something like that. I don't know. So I found them very inspiring. I thought a lot of what they said was really beautiful. So did they mention the type of people that typically um, frequent these services? Sort of. Mostly white. Um, not all the time white. <laughs> <laughs> um, from white wealthy dudes, yeah, for the most part, not 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 fully, but that seemed to be. That's what I've heard. No one, no one dominates them, you know. Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like in their day to day life, they're all like you know big wigs, or you know they're all the suits. And so in their their sexual life, they like to be you know smacked around and yelled at and pooped on or whatever the case may be. Well, you know maybe I mean? not. Maybe they can't you know deal. Maybe they can't explore that with their with their partners, with their wife. Maybe their wife. Yeah. So they, it's something that they. I don't know. From what I from, from all the stuff I learned, I think that a lot of men. It's also it's a change of pace. You know, everyone wants to try something different once in a while. I think that they want to take a vacation from being always in charge. You know, sometimes it's nice to, you know, just have a woman take control of things. And sometimes they just they just, for whatever reason they can't explore it's that. Or have somebody else make the decisions for once. Yeah, You're I right. think that's it. I think that's really it. I think they just want to, you know. Let someone else take the right. So you guys ready to get into some outrage? Uh, let's do it. Sure. All right. So we're going to go from uh, to yelling at people to to sort of yelling at people. We're going to go to one of my favorite pastimes here, Sandeep. Fat shaming. Okay. One of my favorite hobbies. I didn't, I didn't know that was the thing that you're into. Something that, you know, has been has been robbed from us over time as a society. And there's, uh, there is one person. Or that could be your in if you people. go to a dominatrix. You can fat shame the dominatrix. and then I, would, oh, I yeah. wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> no, then that, that'll be the impetus for her, him, her to whip him. Have it, has anybody... Like that, uh, the role play. Did you ever hear anybody's stories about being anybody who liked being fat shamed as part of their dominatrix package? Like they like be like, oh yeah, you fucking like it and spank, you fat motherfucker. Like that kind of... I think if that's what they... I, I, I've never heard that specifically, but I think if okay. you wanted to negotiate that up front, like I really want you to like mock my weight, then they'd be like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. But you have to negotiate that beforehand because I don't think a dominatrix would would just immediately go there. <laughs> yeah, no, they they're not monsters. They're yeah. very nice. They're very nice ladies for yeah. the most part. They'll do whatever you want as long as it's what they tell you to do. Anyway, uh, so we're gonna go to uh, the UK. One of our our favorite sources of outrage. We we do typically go there pretty often here, Sandeep, and we're gonna go to. A morning show. Uh, this is what I assume is their equivalent of Good Morning America. It's called Good Morning Britain. All right, and it's a morning talk show. Fun so fact, unique. Yeah, fun fact. Piers Morgan is on there now. Yeah. So he went from being primetime CNN in America to doing morning chat back home, and that is just a how the mighty have fallen moment. Wait, is he not on CNN still? He I don't might think do he both is. No, them. he's okay. no, because you, you can't be in London and New York in the same. 
uh, you, you can only occupy one space in the time and space continuum. So I'm pretty sure he's just back doing stuff in Britain now. And so there was a, a famous fitness personality, I guess is what you'd call it. And her name is Danny Levy. And I looked her up on Instagram, 60,000 followers. So she's definitely legit. Last Monday, she went on there, or this might be two Mondays ago when this comes out. And she said a few things that sparked some outrage that, uh, that, that made people a little bit, uh, a little bit upset. And her comments were about uh, fat shaming and, and how it's becoming taboo and how she doesn't like that. Uh, one of her quotes, and there's a few of them, I'll, I'll fit as many in as I can. One of them was, the longer we say big is beautiful, the more people will continue to eat themselves into an early grave. Unquote. Yes, I think she was, uh, she was trying to say that... Um, what will she say? She's used to have to bring fat shaming back a little bit. Well, no, no she, didn't, she didn't directly say that, but she uh. was saying that, like, you know, the more we accept the whole, like, big is beautiful thing and, and we sort of in, not encourage overeating, but the more that we're okay with it, the more people are going to have health problems. That was sort of what she was saying, or that's what I gathered from this. Well, also in the UK that there's, you know, because they have, you know, socialized health care, I think there's a lot of people like, I don't want to pay for the, for everyone to over. It's also a different sort of... You know, I'm not saying I take. Her I don't side want my this. goddamn tax dollars going to some goddamn fatty in the hospital. That's, this is America. People say that in the UK. They say, you know, like, why should I pay for their weight loss surgery? That's like a thing that people say in some of those. Uh, in That's some of the an tabloids. interesting angle, actually. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think? What do you think of what she's saying? Well, what is she saying exactly? Well, here I'll share you well, another we have to, quote because I think there's a, there's different things. Yeah. There's different sides. I think some people are saying don't just you don't have to like say big is beautiful and there are other people saying well don't fat shame people see i feel like when with this debate there's no middle ground that there's the obvious thing here which is but no one seems to say it like you just don't have to you don't have to you don't have to talk about people's weight you don't have to shame anyone you also don't have to like say that no everyone's beautiful well, you don't have to just say anything at all why don't you just keep your fucking mouth shut well this fat mouth shut <laughs> need food <laughs> Let me share with you a more direct quote later in the interview. She said, actually, she said almost exactly what you just said at some point, Sandeep. Later in the interview, she said, the more we fat shame, the more people would keep their mouths shut and stop overeating. Fat shaming encourages people to lose weight. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> that's, I, I got to admire the double down. Yeah, so she's definitely, she definitely said something that's going to get her a lot of attention, you know, for, for sure. Um, and she's a fitness instructor. I mean, clearly her, she's going to yes. be very pro-fitness and, you know, um, I don't know. I don't think that's a very productive um, thing for her to say. Um, I was with her at the first part. I do think there is an obesity ep epidemic and I do think people, you know, I think it's upsetting. I think, you know, due to like processed foods and all these things. Well, here's, a, there's a couple parts of this we have to kind of unpack a little bit. Yeah. I think part of it is definitely what you mentioned, the difference in country, because there is a geography aspect of this. I think so. Because in some parts of the world, I've, I've been told that like, uh, fat shaming is okay. It's part of culture. Right. Yes. And it's part of just where, like, parts of Asia, apparently, like, fat shaming is expected. I have friends of many ethnicities whose parents shame them for being fat. I have my yeah. friend who's Indian. I have friends who are, who are Korean. There's, it's just endless fat shaming yeah. across the board. Yeah, that's, it's part of the Indian culture, it's, it's, I think. There's definitely yeah, fat shaming. I don't know if it's part of the Jewish culture, but I, I, I know of it well, for sure. Yeah, uh, and and so it's it's definitely a function of geography and also the tax thing, like you like you mentioned. Um, but also, I, I do want to get one other thing uh, in here, too. My question would be this, would be, do you guys think that 
as fat shaming has become sort of shamed, like fat shame shaming, <laughs> as people are told not to fat shame over time, do you think that that is, I'm not saying directly causing obesity to rise in, in developed countries like uh, America and the UK, but do you think it's not helping? I don't think it's helping. I don't think shaming people really, I don't know. what. Do you, it's hard for me to say. I, I, I think there's, there's no fat shaming. And I also think that like life is fat shaming, you know, like you look at Instagram, everyone looks so perfect. You look at ads, everyone looks so perfect. Even if you are like a heavier model, you still look amazing, you know, because of the way you're Photoshopped. So in the end, I think that life shames me already. I don't know if I need someone to, <laughs> should, a, a, a person to, to, no, to do it for no, me no, at this point. That's not what I asked. I asked, do you think there is some type of correlation between uh, us stopping the fat shaming and people getting fatter? I'm not sure if, I, if there is. I think a, she might be onto something with this. I really I do. Think, I think I'm, I'm less, sure. I think that... I don't know. I'd have to see how how many girls have eating disorders. How many men have eating disorders now? Actually, um, I don't know if I realize any. I'm not sure if there's any correlation. I mean, I might feel it's it's nicer to grow up in a world where there's models that look a little bit more like me. I think I might have felt a little bit. I might have hated myself slightly less as a kid. But I don't think I would have gotten. I don't think I would have made me want to eat more. I well, think I just made might not have hated myself as much. Well, and that gets into a very important part of this. And this is one of her other quotes. She said that uh, it's not an aesthetic debate. And another part of it, she said that it's not necessarily ugly, but it's clogging your arteries. <laughs> That's really interesting. And the thing is, when people want to talk about the fat shaming debate, people always bring in models and they bring in, yes. well, that person, you know, they're skinny. Da, 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 da. But people who have the same perspective that someone like her and mostly someone like me would have is that we're not talking about. You know, people who are like, you know, oh, I fucking hate fat chicks, bro. I don't want to fucking see that. We're not talking about the looks shaming. We're talking about the health shaming. Yeah. And it, that's an important part of this. I mean, I don't think anyone should be shamed. You know, I'm a very gentle soul in my own way. But I have to say, as someone, so I recently lost 20 pounds, right? And I did it. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I have, I have a little more to go. Um, what motivated I, you? Was it shame? Even if we say congratulations, then don't aren't we fat shaming what she was no, or someone who you know is twenty? You know what? I did. I did. It's it. all weird. But retroactively weird. fat shaming. No, yeah. no. But I'll tell you why. I <laughs> or did. We're, we're fat shaming her in the future if she gained it back. Or we're fat oh shaming someone who looks like <laughs> someone who's Lindsay but twenty pounds earlier. Like I would a, be like really, another version of her. I would be. Well, you all isn't that me. fat shaming? Well, I. I had my life was okay before. I mean, my life didn't really change too much, you know. But no, if we're I, like congratulations. No, oh, thank you. If we're like congratulations, then aren't we implying that the way you were before was worse? Therefore, aren't we fat shaming people who are like that? See, I, this is this is where we this is where we go with the. Fat but yeah, but yes, but the, the fact is though, is it that's what motivated her to lose the weight? What no, motivated health, you though? Health. So health actually didn't it motivate. Was it wasn't health. the aesthetics of it. No, okay. it was it was purely health. Um, I just I decided I went to the doctor and. You know, my doctor's super nice. And he's like, listen, like all your levels are, are, are normal. And I said, well, I think I want to finally like lose a little bit of weight. And he was so sweet. He's like, he's like, it's not a bad idea. You know, like you should go for it. And and I, and I just had this idea that I really wanted to like tackle problems before they started. So I wanted to be sort of sensible about it. And uh, yeah, and I just, I sort of changed my, because I didn't focus on the aesthetics of it because I purely made it about my health. It actually was a lot easier of a, of a process. I didn't feel so bad about myself. I don't care that it's taking longer than it should. Not should, another thing should, but like, but yeah, it, it is, a, it is a health issue and I don't want to be, I don't want diabetes. It runs, people in my family have it. It's horrible. I don't want to have heart disease. I have a lot to do I want to do in life, you know? So I think that it's very, you know, it, that, but that works for me, you know? And I don't, I was never, you know, I don't. I wouldn't have liked to be made fun of for my weight, you know, but I don't, I feel like the same person now still, you know, how I look. Well, congratulations, you former fatty. <laughs> Good job. But you see, you just fat shamed. Uh, I fat shamed someone who doesn't exist. People, 
who are that old version is are, dead. It doesn't exist anymore, Sandeep. It's, no, it's, but other people like her who are who other white women who weighed as much who had the same BMI of her previous self. What about all those people? Don't you fat shame them when you're like congratulations? Yeah, because we want to motivate them to not clog their arteries. We've been yes. over this. Yeah. So I would also just like to say really quick, you know, like I. My life was pretty great before, you know, <laughs> like a really good looking husband, a pretty good job. So it's not like I didn't, there was, I never, my life wasn't any worse, you know. See, so don't, by congratulating aren't we implying that your life was worse? Yeah, see, I mean, that's the this. thing. I mean, I, it's just, you know, I, you know, I'm just as successful, you know, as I was before, you know. So I just sort of feel like, you know, you just can't assume someone's life is worse, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, my, my every, it's all very personal. But you did it for the health reasons, right? So you were doing it so, to have a better life possibly, right? Wasn't that the I whole point? I just, I, you know, yeah, but I, I, I didn't. I, I can't explain it. I mean, I, I think I know there's a comedic you know, view of all this, but I don't know. I think that, I don't know. I don't think it makes people heavier. I think when you make people feel, people feel good about themselves are more likely to make healthier decisions as opposed to just reacting to shame. Because what do you do when you're shamed? You shame eat, yeah. <laughs> you know? If you know, you, you do the things that you're ashamed of, of doing, you know? That is I, true. I, I behave like a total chick when, when something bad happens to me. Yeah. I'm going through like a breakup and I'm depressed. Oh, do you switch from pop Dude. chips to actual full fat chips? Oh, God. Callbacks for those of you who are longtime fans. I do like pop chips. This, uh, by the way, this podcast is not brought to you by pop chips. Pop chips. Uh, when you want the uh, what, what's the tagline? When you want the look, when you want it, something that when you want the look and uh, crunch of an actual chip, but none of the f- flavor or mouthfeel. Uh, no, I, no. When, when I'm like depressed and I'm super depressed, I will lay down like some Burger King. I'll do a sure. fucking bacon burger. No, I'm all about it. But why is that being like a chick? I know tons of men who've told me that when they get depressed, they just they eat ice cream. They get it feels good to eat comforting things. I don't think it's a chick thing. I think it's a sad thing. Uh, see, I, I always <laughs> thought of it as like a chick thing. I don't know. Because do men, men don't talk about their feelings. That's true. We, nudes don't talk about I feel like when men are depressed, they just don't leave the apartment. They just like to play video games. And What are they eating when know? they're playing the video games? Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Touche. So anyway, back to uh, this person, Miss um, Levy. She uh, said that as a result of all of this outrage, she has received hundreds of death threats online. Yes, they all threatened to sit on her. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Fat jokes. The problem with Gotta fat shaming there. is it's there's it's this umbrella is way too big, and people call fat shaming stuff that isn't fat shaming. And some people should be able to talk to you about your weight. Like if you're a parent and you're and you should be able to talk to your child about eating healthier if you feel like your child's overweight. I don't think you don't have to then yeah, say my parent fat, fat shaming. Yeah. Sometimes you have to like tell your kids shit that they don't want to hear. Um, or if you're doctors, you'd be able to talk about being overweight, but you don't, you don't want to insult someone on the street that you don't know, or your friend for being fat. Like that's fat shaming. But then sometimes like we've had this story where there's this stupid show called love Island, Mm -hmm. uh, a terrible, terrible show. Another UK. And then uh, people demanded that they have some fat person uh, or some overweight person (laughs) on the love Island (laughs) just because otherwise they're fat shaming. It's like, no, you don't get to dictate what people put on TV. I don't know if it's to make you feel better. It's what we're saying is, is this is the next evolution in that is is people are demanding well you know what you have to say that big is beautiful now and the next step is now you have to pretend that big is healthy and it's like no fuck you no we're not like this is something that like sensible people i don't think you're going to back down on do you know what i mean and i'm kind of one of them so Lindsay, you were saying well i think that some people like to see people that look like them on tv you know i think that people you know i you know i I think there is a part of it people would like to, to see that people like to see people of all different sizes. I mean, I do like seeing models who look, you know, who are like size eight, 10, which is not remotely 
bad at all, you know, but it's different from what I grew up with. You know, I don't know. I think that for, I mean, that's a different story. It's about inclusivity and being and being diverse, having diverse body types. Again, I mean, no one is debating that. No yeah. one. I, I'm, I'm again, we have to separate these two things. We keep going back to the modeling. The modeling is not what we're talking about. OK, right. we're talking about health risks and people fucking eating themselves into the hospital. OK, look, no one really cares what pe- what models are on TV or in magazines. That doesn't really matter. And of course it matters. If, no, but that's the thing is that if you're going to say like, you know, we have to have bigger models. Great. Nobody cares. Get all different sizes. Let's go. I'm totally fine with it. Right. But what I'm saying is that the we're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who are severely unhealthy. Right. <laughs> okay. That that this is these are different things. But they, I, I think that people have been. I think that everyone has. If you're if you're heavy, you're you're being fat shamed already. You know, like, and I think that your whole life you've been fat shamed. Whether or not that you've been that you've been fat shamed less recently or fat shamed more recently, you're, you've been shamed your whole life. So, and I don't think that it makes it any better. I don't think fat shaming helps. I I don't have the answer to how you can make gym class more enjoyable for overweight people. I would have, you know, I I was not particularly overweight in high school, but it was a I I was you know not, I was. Not never skinny i've always been like you know just a strong big girl you know but it was it was a big galoot but um there's just i i don't think it helped i don't think cruelty helped you know um but there is an art to encouraging somebody to find something beautiful within themselves without saying what you have is hideous you know a thousand percent i agree and i think that's the middle ground sunny that you were mentioning earlier is that rather than full-on shaming people and being like fatty you know i think it's okay to say to somebody like hey you know because we care about you and we care about your health and you're somebody in my life that I want to see prosper, I really want to see you take care of yourself. And I want to see maybe, you know, you eat a little better, maybe do a little cardio every now and then, you know, come with us to the gym, that kind of thing. It, it, like, then that's completely separate from walking up to a stranger, like you said, son, it being like, oh, fuck you, fatty. That's it, terrible. It's different. Like, I, I think doing it from a place of love and not from a yeah. place of, like, you know, hatred and trying to tear somebody down. I, I agree there. And I think that might be the next step in this. But I think that it's a conversation that some people have to hear. And so when you try to completely do away with all types of fat shaming, you don't allow people to have that conversation to take that first step in their life um, towards improvement. I think people have to, I think this is the whole thing is that people have to ask themselves why, like, you know, like why you struggle with how you eat, you know? And, and the the question is like, no one could, if someone said to me, Lindsay, I think you really need to lose weight. It would have really hurt my feelings. I would have felt all the shame and horror. I had to come to that conclusion myself. I needed someone to, I needed to say, ask myself, why? Like, why am I doing these things? You have to ask like real psych, you know, psychological questions. When you say these things, do you mean like eating? A like, why? Thing why do I eat or... out of stress? Like, why do yeah. I? Why do I make unhealthy decisions? Like, what? What? What am I feeling when I reach for this instead of dealing with my actual problems? And those are those are the questions that don't have easy answers. What's your favorite stress food, by the way? I'm a chocolate chip cookie person. Oh, okay. Oh, chocolate chip that, that's cookies. actually the only dessert I allow myself now. For me, it's fries. Cookies. Fucking French fries. I'm a sweet, not a savory. Oh, see, I, I can't have chocolate. So that's a whole different yeah. thing with me. Sonny, what, what, what's your stress food? Uh, it's all of it. I really like. Uh, yeah, I really love nachos and bacon. Okay. And chocolate oh, there we go. You're, you're, sa- you're a savory. You're, you're, so you're sweet and savory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm a, I like I'm all a sugar. He is the great. middle ground in this debate. In all ways. <laughs> all right. But I do think that people don't want to. People don't want to ask themselves the hard questions. No one can make you think about. It. You have to. You have to come to these conclusions yourself. You know, and that's what people don't want to do. It's hard work. Introspection's hard work. I hear you. So just to put a bow on this, so back to what we were saying a minute ago. So this woman, Miss Miss Levy, Danny Levy, she said that she got. Uh, hundreds of death threats. I just want to say before we end this topic, that poor woman's inbox. 
<laughs> because you think about it, she's like a fitness model lady. That means she's getting messages from dudes all day who are like, yo, you're fucking hot, baby. And now she's also getting people who are like, I want to fucking kill you. Like she's getting the worst of both worlds. So, man, shout out to her poor inbox. That poor woman. She got good publicity. Maybe she's she's a public yeah. Maybe, figure. maybe she, yeah. Helps maybe she, maybe you don't go her on career. morning TV and say that shit without without knowing that people are going to talk about maybe, it. Maybe yeah. Maybe she made the outrage machine dance the way, and she knew what she was doing. In which case, I think I so. salute her. I, I think, think that's so great too. I think she she made a statement um, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I but in some ways, now having gone through this myself, you know, and had to, having to ask myself all these hard questions. I wasn't so bad. I wasn't like I wasn't I wasn't obese or anything. But you know, it's it is important to to talk about because it is it's. It, there has to be a nicer way to talk about it. That said, as someone, I've never received death yeah, threats. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But when I worked at the Daily News, I would the the emails I would get and the comments on my stories <laughs> were so <laughs> depraved. And so I just became numb to them, you know, about you know, like you're so stupid. Who? Why do? You, why? Why do you live? You're all a lot of Jew, a lot of anti-Semitic stuff. But I just became used. I to have it. no idea why these newspapers allow comments. I don't either. On the stories, Some they got us. No should, one. It's never good. It's, it's very rarely good. Unless you, unless you work at like, some places make comments work. Like Deadspin's comments are amazing. Like they, like they, because they, they're smart and they float the good ones up to the top and some people manage to do debates in them, but not, not the Daily News. <laughs> that was everything you wrote. They said, they said, Obama, no Obama. That's everything you wrote. They just, they just brought it back this to Obama. This whole thing where we have to, to listen Kenya. to unqualified yeah. fucking runts on the internet and we have to listen to what they have to say. And they go from exactly. site to site. What the fuck are we doing? And, why and, does this every goddamn thing we have to? And why? It's so easy know. to turn off comments. I, I not agree. everyone. Not, not everyone should have an amplified voice. No. By the way, the full clip uh, of this lady's interview it's it's online. Uh, it's on YouTube, and the comments were disabled for that video. Probably because there was so much, you know, sure. so much hate going down. So as far as a ver um, verdict goes on this one, the outrage. Uh, I'm going fake outrage on this one. I think these people need to. Uh, to STFU, I'm I'm with this fitness lady. I, I think uh, I think I think we I think we should bring back a little, just a little bit more friendlier than the old style fat shaming. But I do think that overall, if it's something that perhaps helps society on a macro level or helps individuals, I think it's a good thing. So fake outrage. I I, I sort of disagree. I I think that she's I think she's ridiculous, and I and I think that she's promoting a very. <laughs> <laughs> ludicrous way of approaching a very serious topic and i i think that she is i think she's ridiculous so i say um i don't know i'm, I'm not gonna write a death threat to anybody right, but so, i would so yeah. you're going legit outrage Meh. okay <laughs> so sandeep sin that means you are the deciding vote you know i watched this clip that you sent me and it yeah. seemed like the most benign conversation i, I didn't it, yeah they the when you write about it when you actually watch the clip first they all have british accents and they're all kind of being polite <laughs> so it didn't feel like that anyone was saying I feel anything. Like that, that's built into the British accent. You can oh. say anything in a British accent; it sounds intelligent. Yeah, that is know? beyond true. I've worked with British people; yeah. that is true. Yeah, they and sound so, smarter than they are. Yeah. It didn't feel like she was saying anything crazy. I, I, the fat shaming—it's too broad, and I don't know what anyone's talking about when they say bring back shaming more. Are they? Well, no, I don't think she's saying bring it back. I'm saying I'm the one who's saying. We well, I don't bring believe it back. that you have to say big is beautiful. I don't think you have to say no one has to call you anything. Just we don't have to. How about we just don't talk about it? 
if you don't, you know, if you don't, if you like yeah. women who are, if you like, if some some men like women who are like, you know, more voluptuous, some women like guys who are a little bigger, you know, in the yes. end, it's just, it's all very personal, which I know is kind of boring. Again, it's not the aesthetic conversation. It's if the I find someone beautiful, I will tell them. But big is beautiful is that is an aesthetic conversation. Like, what do you think more beautiful is? I feel like big is beautiful is more of like an aesthetic demand in the last decade. Yes, or so. that's what it comes off as. That's what I'm it talking really about. It really is. It, it doesn't, but it, it could uh, exactly. That's why it's so vague. It okay. could not be a demand. But sometimes people are like, biggest beautiful, and it's like exclamation points, and here's a fucking well, overweight person. Well, and, that's the thing. Is it, as and we're on a magazine with Leah, and it's a Leah Tart. Look, mean, yeah, look at me. And then otherwise, like, you know, people, some people find different exactly. body types attractive. You know and, what I mean? And let, let me speak for uh, a, myself, a, uh, the most evil group on earth, okay? He- a heterosexual white male who likes skinny women. Okay, the most, the worst group, the worst possible thing anybody could ever be is that, and it's like people get upset when I try to push back on the biggest beautiful even a little bit. I'm just like, hey, like it's cool if you like that, but maybe that's not my thing. And then instantly it's, oh, it's because you fucking hate women, you son of a bitch. Like it goes completely off the rails. Even though I'm, I'm not fat shaming anybody ever. I'm always so do saying women like, say hey. that too? Do women get get upset when you say that? I've had a lot of people get really pissed. Why do you off. think? Why do you think they get pissed off? I don't know because it's my decisions and it's it's my own body that i'm allowed to make my decisions with in my own but why do you think they're pissed off why do you think they're pissed off i don't know okay. have you thought about it well here's the thing is it when i say hey that's maybe you know not personally my thing it's like she's not trying to sleep with me why is she upset that i'm not into something that she looks like that doesn't make any sense i think it's the way you, you know? say it too i mean i have we all have a type you know there's nothing wrong with having a yeah. type you know and, and i encourage and, everyone to celebrate yeah. their types that's fine yeah you know? i think it's just the way you say it. like there's certain guys i, I wasn't certain body types I wasn't into when I was, when I was dating, you know, I think that's, yeah. no one, I don't have to go for like, I never like guys who have like no neck who are really like buff with like really big upper bodies and tiny legs and have no neck. I've always thought they found that very un- unappealing. You know, does that make me a bad person? You know, I just, I just never really talked about it. I just didn't go for them, you know? Yeah. Well, no, we, we had somebody on the show a few months ago who it was like one of those conversations about, you know, thicker women, whatever it was. Yeah. And she literally said verbatim, oh, he likes thicker women. Oh, that's good. There's some good men out there. Like, she's implying that good men like that and bad, like, yeah. I'm the bad I like, man. Yeah, I hear you on and that. And that drives me insane in society. I think people have, you know? I, I, I think that's ridiculous. I think people should just go for who they like and stop talking about it so much. Just be attracted to who you're attracted to. That's the thing. I, just, I, I think that there's too much I talking. I agree with you 100,000%. I think there's just too much talking about people's feelings. <laughs> someone, someone who talks about their feelings, just like who you're like and like who you like and just shut up about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, how dare that person that I wouldn't be interested in uh, not be interested in something. It doesn't make you a better person it, to yeah. like bigger girls, okay? It, 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 you're still objectifying the female body, right. no, matter, no matter what size it is. So I, just go for it. Right. Like who you like. So again, not, not, I mean, we did get a little bit into the aesthetic debate, but it's, it's, a, it's a fun debate, I think. Uh, but as far as the, the verdict goes on the, uh, the, the British morning uh, well, outrage. One last thing I'll add is I, I, don't, okay. think it's, I don't think it's, uh, it's bad to like who you like if you like skinny women. I do think mm-hmm. if you're if you're saying it in a public forum where there's no need to say it, I think that's where people yeah, can get upset, I, which I see, that's right, which I get. But like, if you're like just talking to your friend, like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I like, I like, you know, if you're talking amongst friends and you're just talking about who you like, that's fine. But if you like go on Twitter and be like, I only like skinny chicks, I think that's where it gets upsetting to people. You don't like when anyone's <laughs> yeah, people you know? like, I love thick girls. I think, well, good for you. Who asked? Yeah. Well, no, the thing is, no one ever gets on them. People applaud that. I would, right. I would unfollow. Yeah. I'd be like, who cares what you're jerking off to? Not right. Me. Exactly. But they <laughs> do definitely do that. If you go, you can go you on. You do not Facebook get points like, from me from jerking off to a different kind of. I'm sorry. Right. I, exactly. That, that is ridiculous. That's what we're talking about. A hundred percent agree. But from the health aspect of someone who has embraced wanting to live a healthier lifestyle. 
Um, I, I, I hear what she's saying. I don't think she's saying it in a way that's particularly productive. Right. So it's one-to-one. I'm going fake. She's going legit. Sonny, if you are yeah, the deciding vote. I think this is all too broad. I can't just get on, on someone for fat shaming. I didn't see what she said that was... In the interview, I, she was saying that we have to um, be conscious of our health, which I didn't... We do. It's like you know. It's, I didn't get that was that outrageous of a thing to say. So I'm going fake I mean, outrage. Look yes. Like in the 70s, we ever we were us hanging out with my friends. We were all talking about how our moms stayed so skinny in the 70s or 80s. Diet pills, coffee, and smoking, and like fad diets. You know, and are our parents any healthier with their eating attitudes or their bodies? No. So I don't think that things are were better then when you, when there was more fat shaming. You know. So I think that in the end, making people feel better and feel like their lives are worth being healthy for. Is, is well, that's what I'm saying. We have to find a way to approach it from a place of love. We have to introduce a new, a new delicate, a new uh, uh, 21st century fat shaming, yes. if you will. <laughs> yes, there's a place of just. A, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a believer in, a, in, in. I'm a believer in, in love. But you have to. People have to come to these decisions themselves. You can't tell someone what to do. Someone that's has right. to come to this. That's thing. a great idea. That now, Sandeep, we're going to go from uh, from sight to smell. Am I, am I correct in that for our next topic? Yes, and from Britain to um, France, though. In the story, it was coming out of Flagstaff, Arizona, for some reason. I don't quite understand it. But this is okay. about French luxury goods company Dior. And okay. they caused outrage when they listed Native American imagery to advertise their fragrance, Sauvage. Sauvage. Uh, this fragrance has been, been around for a Sa- while. Savage, I think is how you... Yes, so it literally is French for <laughs> savage, which is important. Okay. Because they released the trailer Friday of this commercial. And mm-hmm. it featured a Lakota dancer in color for clothing, which is a... Native American dancer in color in like Native American garb, kinda, and um, it also has Johnny Depp playing the electric guitar for some reason, <laughs> but that that's neither here nor there. So he's playing electric guitar. There's some Native American person dancing, and uh, it said that it embodied Native American culture and promised more details for the fragrance on Monday. And to be clear, because savage means savage, this is what the Native Americans were called when America was uh, like killing them and taking their land. You know, they were called <laughs> savages. <laughs> so it was a little. Uh, uh, a little below the belt. Wait, so they're getting upset that th- they named it Savage? Or they're getting upset at the specific subject? It's the name with the subject matter of the ad. The name with the subject matter of the ad. Apparently, S- Savage, Salvage is a fragrance that's been around for a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, was it an actual Lakota dancer? Or did they like find a dancer and give her Lakota dance moves? Yeah, did they make her do brown face? <laughs> I believe it, she was definitely Native American. I believe she was Lakota, but she was definitely Native American. I always want to know what people, what the people involved with the project think first before the outrage. That's why I'm the worst person because I'm always like, well, what was the actual person who should be offended think? Oh. I want to talk to them first. Oh, you, you know? want to take a sensible approach I and ask more it. questions. Oh, yeah, no, this, okay. this is terrible. This I'm is sorry. This fly now. But Stop being me, sensible. But that's to me. Sometimes people get outraged before they ask the people involved how they feel. Like I remember this reminds me of the story where there was um, in San Francisco, they were paying... Um, a lot of homeless people to um, to carry phone chargers so people could charge their phones. This was a few years ago. And like they were, I don't know, and, and people were saying that's so disgusting or using homeless people as like charging devices and they banned it. And then they finally talked to the homeless people and they were like, we, you know, people finally were talking to us. People, we were actually having real kind. I was, I was actually making money. Like, yeah, it really we had wasn't, a need in society. Yeah, was, like yeah. I actually felt like people, people were literally just like engaging with us. And, and I felt like, you know, so why don't you ask, you know, it actually wasn't, it wasn't like you're, they were wrapping power chargers on people's bodies because it was actually not like a bad thing. So, I mean, and, and also, so I just think sometimes I think about that a lot. Like, who are you outraged for, you know, 
and, and what are you even outraged about? So that so, is beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so that's one of the beautiful. themes Thank of the show, you. as well, a matter of fact. One of the themes of the show is yeah. never, people are outraged <laughs> yeah. on behalf of other people. Don't be outraged on behalf of other people. Mm. You know. So anyway, so so people. Yeah, you hear are that? Offended. White people in Brooklyn. Do you hear that? Okay. All right. So, that, so that's but, some liberal bullshit to 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 be to, to assume that you need to be outraged on behalf of people that you shouldn't be. Yeah. That's that's that gets me pretty upset. No one wants your outrage. So this no is the outrage. I, I I love this story because there's a twist here. <laughs> yeah, so what, uh, there's a twist, twist there. Okay. So you have the, this this starts out as a regular boring outrage story. Oh, French Dior using Native Americans and naming their clone Savage and how terrible. But it takes a twist. Oh, oh it's also Dallas Goldtooth of the Lower Sioux Indian community in Minnesota said that takes it to hold another level of ignorance and racism. You should be well aware of the implications of that word. Okay, so that starts out normal. Oh, classic uh, outrage, but... I have a question real quick. Yes. What are the odds that that gentleman is going to be a customer for the uh, door line? Because I feel like... Dallas Goldtooth? I don't think I, Dallas I don't is... think he's going to the uh, yeah. the high-end uh, <laughs> perfume. Well, anyone, anyone could buy that perfume in Macy's. It's not really... Yeah. No, it's not that high-end. It's not... I don't buy any of that stuff. I, you I know, know a little bit. You, I can buy that shit at Macy's. Like, Sauvage. It's not that expensive. I mean, it's not... It's like down market, really. Sorry. I'm oh, is Macy's not considered... I thought Macy's is, I mean, it's a department store. It's not like it's, you know, Bergdorf's or anything, you know, it's a luxury brand, but anyone could buy the product. So it's, it's actually, it's more of a mass market thing, I think. I don't know. I don't know the difference. Yeah, we're the, not perfume people. So wait, <laughs> if, it's not, con, if you can, if you can buy it, isn't it the cost of the thing per ounce? Like, or just if you can buy it at Macy's, it's considered not. I, I just, anyway. Where, I, where I, does like the, where was a, where would a great, where would a, Exclusive. Because no, you were saying, like, is this person an actual, like, could this person be an yeah. actual customer for this product? I, I say, I think the reason why they're outraged is because anyone can find this product anywhere. Like, I see pictures, I'm seeing Johnny Depp stuff all over the subway. Oh, advertising Sauvage? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was out there. Okay. I've met Johnny Depp. What? Is he very short? Oh, at that hotel. He, most famous people, the, the dudes are usually pretty they're fucking very short. short. I yeah. Know, big heads. Yeah. And a lot of them don't like to talk at all yeah, it's a very that. strange a lot of introverted people anyway that's a different thing so sandy i don't want to talk to you back to well that's most people <laughs> yeah. um okay so all right the, appropriating native americans terrible terrible but dior worked <laughs> with americans for indian opportunity a native american consulting group in the making of the ad <laughs> <laughs> What oh does what do liberals Bushwick liberals do? You, you, this reminds me of remember there was a super fan sketch on Saturday Night Live and they would be like there are these like there are these classic Bears fans yeah, yeah. over the top and then they'd be like uh, Dicka versus a hurricane and then everybody like of course Dicka but then he'd be like hold on the name of the hurricane is Hurricane Dicka and then their minds are blown and then one of them might have a heart attack Chris probably <laughs> would have a heart attack this reminds you of that it's like okay white people appropriated. Savage imagery with Native American. Pull outrage. Hold on, but they hired a Native American consulting firm. Hold on, Morgan's having a heart attack. <laughs> you, you gotta almost feel bad for the, uh, the, the this the, the this group of millionaires who run this this uh, brand because they're like, all right, we live in the age of outrage. We're gonna do everything we possibly can to avoid people on the internet getting pissed off at us. And it happened anyway. It they hired happened a anyway. Native American consulting group. I think that's the problem. I mean, I don't know. I th I think that the the outrage machine. I think it burns hotter, but it go it, it, it extinguishes faster. So I think that they just think you know they can they can just weather through a brief outrage storm. Everything's going to be fine. And I think that that's true for better or for worse. Um, also, Dior has like the, the you know they they had um they have a little bit of like a track record with like being 
some offensive stuff because they used to work with that designer. I mean, John Galliano, who said like all this anti-Semitic racist stuff that like he was caught on camera. So they think that they have to be tread a little bit carefully when it comes to saying certain things. Also, um, a lot of the beauty brands have been getting in trouble in China and in Russia for doing insensitive racial things. The Dolce & Gabbana like did some really did some stuff that was ill-advised for the Chinese audience. So there's like these like international what, what they faux pas. Mm. They had like someone eating something with chopsticks. I don't know. I, there's a lot of like <laughs> stuff that's not the most sensitive, whatever. But yeah. I think that there's, because there's so much international, everything is very international now. Everyone has to be very extra careful about who they, who they insult. That said, if, you know, I'm on Dior's side here, if they did, if they did their best and someone's always going to be outraged about something, but it sounds like they they tried to do their due diligence. Yeah. Um, you're hundred percent right. They, they tried to do the right thing and they ended up getting consumed in the outrage machine anyway. I think they'll be fine. I, th- I think that, that I think that yeah. they I think I think they they whether or not I think that's a, whether or not I agree with their strategy you know I don't I think there's other ways to do savage than just Native Americans. But, well, other, I think there's uh, more. There's like two. There's this is the second level, but there's a third level because my next here's question. what here's what Executive Director Laura Harris of the um, Americans for Indian Opportunity Native American Consulting Group said. Wait, her name is uh, Laura Harris, and she's in the Indian Consulting Group. You know, they don't all have like aren't named Dances with Wolves. I think <laughs> what a they, disappointment that is. Anyway, keep um, going. but she said she expected the backlash and wanted to ensure Native Americans are part of the production that it would educate people on indigenous values and philosophy, and that Native Americans on the shoot were done ta- Native components were done tastefully and respectfully. Our aim was hopefully that the controversy would do exactly what it's done on social media, and raise people's awareness. You know what she did? She caused the controversy on purpose very to meta. help the brand. She has, and she like kind of used Native Americans to do that. I, that that corporate speak was, oh yeah, I wanted. Oh no, we totally wanted to cause outrage. That was our advice to Christian Dior yeah, or Dior, just Dior. Of sorry. course, it's also depraved. That's a third. That's a third level. Well, yeah. <sighs> well, sometimes people do stuff like that on purpose. So. uh so she's like, no, you, we, like, we, we let them do it, and I, I did that with a clear head, and we're just trying to, and I knew it would cause controversy, and boom, now I'm making more, well, now talk- more money is coming into well, the Native American. I mean, now we're discussing on our group. podcast, everyone's talking about it on Twitter, you know, all these things, you know, they're, they're you know, cause it, no, we're creating new conversations. That's just that's how they say, like, just talking about our brand in a, in a crowded market. I like that creative new conversation. And that's creative the thing is that I think that outrage marketing is definitely a thing now. It's and, and it's evolved since we've started doing this show. Mm-hmm. Whenever we started doing it years ago, it, it, now it's the goal. That's so interesting to me that, that yeah. they did that with intention of creating. Outrage. I, before she would have said something, but she's admitting. I think she would have just said like, "No, no, we they consult with us. We said it's fine. We did it tastefully, respectfully." But she's like, "Oh no, we knew it would, we did tastefully, respectfully, and we knew it would cause all this controversy." And I yeah. love that. I mean, I very, love that. There's a lot of noise in the marketplace, as they say, and it's to cut through it to make someone pay attention to you for half a day is really hard. You know, I mean, I don't. Pity them, obviously, um, but that makes sense. You know, they wanted people to get upset. They want you to get upset, and but they, if they have the higher ground, higher ground in quotes, then they feel like <laughs> then they feel like they can come back at you with a sense of superiority. I mean, like, well, we actually did all the due diligence, so you're the one that's in the wrong. But yeah, and then might. they have the they trot out the Native American consulting. We're like, yeah, no, it's it's good. Laura, so, higher so, ground, Harris. That's Harris her name. Said, <laughs> so Harris said, Dior will not change the name of the fragrance or cancel the commercial shoot. We yes. are the land, starring Donnie Johnny Depp, and she's like. Uh, no, we're, we're, we're going with it. So I, they did do the thing I, where I like what they didn't back down. Uh, that's two stories of people not doubling down this week. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go fake outrage in this. Well, one. hold on. Then Kristen. Oh, there's more. Kristen Echohawk, who's a Pawnee and native executive director of Illuminative, 
says, it shows that a well-intentioned collaboration can inadvertently be exploitive and racist. And I think that's what happened here. I think it's an important lesson learned. They need to pull the entire national campaign. And Robert <laughs> Pasikoff, president of the New York-based customer research firm Brand Keys, said hiring a minority firm isn't enough. There's no excuse for companies appropriating cultural aspects and leveraging them for profit. I'm only interested in what the Native American people think of it. I'm well, just not interested. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, so we I, have we have warring we I'm have a you. civil war with the Native American. We have Crystal well, Echo Hawk who's not for it, and then earlier in the story we had a Dallas Goldtooth. Also not happy, I but then we have the sense. Native American consulting firm. I get there's always going to be arguments. What is a white with... person in Bushwick to think? Ugh, they they have to just <laughs> whatever they can think of really really quickly and then go on to something else. I don't know how how can I best signal my virtue with this story and show everyone <laughs> that know. I'm one of the good white people? Uh, yeah, fake outrage in this one. I I, uh, I I think there's more important things to think about. I'm, I'm, and from my perspective, um, but I, I don't know. I'm not Native American. You know, do you guys remember that story? Adam Sandler, he had a film where he used all these Native Americans. It was some, I don't think the film ever came out. It yeah, was some, you know, it was one of the scenes in um, The Ridiculous Six, which was supposed yeah. to be a parody of The Magnificent And apparently he, he did hire all these Native Americans and they saw the script and they got on set and they, got, they freaked out and they walked out and they said it was racist and terrible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I felt, I thought that that was, some, you know, I want to know what they think, you know, and because sometimes people will agree to do things like I can't, we didn't think it was so. I don't know. I, that seemed really gross. And I want to know what was on that script, but uh, it sounded it sounded <laughs> like puerile kindergarten nonsense. Right. So me. as far as the door outrage, you're are you going fake outrage with me? I don't know. I, I, I it's hard to say. I, She's I, very decisive. This guest of ours today, son. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a thinker. <laughs> Both topics. Yeah, she, uh, you know, actually likes nuance and actually likes I mean, to I'm think the about things so at I'm a just third like, level. Let me, let me really yeah. think about this from a larger perspective, but. I, I, I say that I, if I was a Native American and I was pissed off about a lot of other things, I wouldn't say it's fake outrage. For a white person to be offended on behalf of Native Americans, I would say no. That is the best description I think we've had in a long time. I have to say that I agreed with Robert Pasikoff the most of all the statements. Which one was like, his? Hiring a minority firm isn't enough. There's no excuse for companies appropriating cultural aspects and leveraging them. I, something doesn't sit right with me. This fucking French company making some ad where you have a Native American dancer and then calling it savage. Is it just an American? For, is it only an American campaign? Do the, does the French care about American Native oh, Americans? Oh, I don't know. I, don't know. I guess. I doubt it. But you don't. don't the, they, were called, they, they were called savages. And while we like... I mean, in some ways, I gotta tell you something. You know how, like, you can, like, whatever. It's like having a monkey ad and putting a black person. It doesn't matter if one black person said it's okay in his consulting firm. I thought it was really in bad taste. I didn't like it at all. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I can spot, you know, I'm Jewish. We all can spot, like, little, like, what do you call it? Like, little, like, um, you can spot things racist or anti Semitic things. We can spot it because we grew up with it. We just sort of know. I can spot something anti Semitic and I can be like, People think that's funny, but that's actually not funny. But other people might think it's funny; they might not see it. But we, I see things, and you know, like so. I think maybe as a as a white person, I might not see. Also, who is hiring Johnny Depp for anything these days? How much are they? Apparently, he's been a spokesperson for this for a while. The new thing is that they're having the 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 Native American dancer. Right. Well, but they're just, called, but it's called Savage. I, I don't. It's I not don't a like great it. idea. I, I wouldn't have gone for it if I was. Okay. If I was like Lindsay, what is your plan? What What do you want to do? I would not have hired Native Americans. And it's, then they got where this my Laura Harris, goes. but she seems shady. She's like, oh no, we. Yes. I totally sold out my people just to just and you would cause controversy. Well, that's people want to make money. You know, yeah. There's like the, these minorities. There's a there's a broad spectrum. You can find you know anything and then just be so, like, oh, then they said it was okay, and it was clearly. I didn't so like you're it. you're going legit. Outrage. I'm going legit outrage. Okay. 
So you're, I guess you're with him on this a little more, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I mean, for, if you were to say to me, like, Lindsay, here's an idea. We're going to do Sauvage, Perfume and Cologne. We're going to hire Native Americans. I bet that sounds like a really <laughs> stupid idea. Like, my, there's a first thing I think I was like, why? But, but I mean, who am I to say as a, as, a, as a white lady? But that's my first response. It's like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. No, this right. is my first response. Right. So two to one, legit outrage. I am outvoted like, why, on that one. Why not go for like a warrior's theme? You know, like like like, like an 80's warrior's theme. Like, There's sa- many ways to represent savages. Or like, that's savage. I feel yeah. like a lot of different groups who get pissed off if you call them savages. But anyway, two to one, legit outrage on that one. I am outvoted. And uh, now we get to the part of the show where we ask our guest, Lindsay, is there anything you are currently outraged about? Okay, here's what I'm outraged about. I am so irritated that I have to, I have to buy a new phone. A new iPhone, okay. I like the that. iPhone 11 is is out now. There's like another every year they 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 try a new iPhone. Yep. They're so expensive. I still use I'm an iPhone 6s. Okay? Same here. Thank you. Hell it's yeah. Real, and I worked at a startup. I worked at a very fancy startup, and half of them use their iPhone 6s. Okay. Yeah. It's a great phone, and I don't want to have to trade in. I don't want to have to. I, I would like a better What's this camera. Have to business. Why would you have to buy the iPhone 11? Well, I think they're slowing. I, do you think they slow down service to the, uh, the cheaper phones? Or uh, they, 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 they well, this is what they do is over time, when you're, as your battery starts to wear out, there's software in your phone to um, help it so it doesn't just drain your battery like way right? too quickly. I, I just got a brand new battery put in mine a couple of months ago, which I recommend doing. It's like 50 bucks. But I feel like there's a little bit of shame, like old phone shame. I mean, I'm sh- I'm, I have no sh- I'm shameless at this point, but I don't want to feel like every year I have to upgrade my phone to the next thing. Phones are really expensive. I spend too much time on my phone already. I just, I just, I'm outraged about having to look at my well, phone all the, the time. Well, here's the thing. You're, you're right, and I agree with you, and a lot of other people do, because yeah. sales have actually slowed down over the last know, couple right? years for iPhones, because people are like, wait, you, you want me to spend $1,000 a year? Fuck you. Because cell phones back in the day used to be like $12. I know. Remember, okay. remember my, bring back the flip phone. <laughs> yeah, well, so wait, since when does them offering a new phone have anything to do with you having to buy it? They so, offer that new car every year, well, a new no, car. I, like I think the what model, you're saying is when, you, when your six wears out, you can't just buy another six because oh, they won't make yeah. it anymore. They're saying, oh, no, fuck you. You can't just get the same phone you had. You need to get this new fucking shiny or fancier one, which is yeah, bullshit. Yeah, if I were to bring in my six into the Apple store. It, it, no, it, no, it, they're cool with it. They're cool with cool it. it. I did it recently. Maybe yeah. it's just sort of peer pressure. Maybe because I worked in tech, I feel like every year everyone just gets so excited about the new phone and what it means. And I guess part of me feels like I don't want to spend more time on my phone. I want to spend more yeah. time on my life. And also, a lot of people in Silicon Valley are very anti-giving phones to their children. So I feel like they're kind of giving, they're giving, they want everyone else to buy a phone, but they don't want their children to be on these phones because they see how they're so addictive. I mean, I don't know. You look on the subway, everyone's on their phone. It bothers me. I'm on my phone. I hate myself. That's interesting. I loathe, do you ever like be like, look at these assholes on their phones? And then you're like, that's yeah. me. I'm one of those assholes. Yeah. No, I have the iPhone 7. You guys have the iPhone 6. I have no, I have no desire to get another phone until it cam- stops working. I could use a better camera, though. All my photos on my phone is, are so bad. That, that is, then I hate myself. Oh, my God. You just negated everything. I know. That's, I, I, I'm <laughs> Fuck out- the iPhone 11. I don't, you know what? On the well, other I'm hand, outraged oh, with myself. I, need, I, need it's got a camera. I, I, I hate myself. Supposedly, this iPhone 11 has an amazeballs camera. Well, even the 8 has one. I don't know. I don't want, you know what? In the end, if I had a phone, all I really need. Is, is just maps. It's, I just need to know where I am. I need I'm, maps. I'm, I need podcasts. I need to first surf the internet. That's all I need. Yeah. I'm wasting my life though. Mm. So I'll tell you why I still have my six is because I like having headphones. And Thank they took you. away the fucking headphone okay. jack mm. after the 6S. Yeah. And it's bullshit because here's the thing. If you're somebody who doesn't live in a major city, 
Um, I live in New York City. I don't have a car because I live in New York City. Yeah. So they're like, oh, no, if you want to charge it, you just ha- use your Bluetooth headphones and your other thing. It's like, no, I like regular headphones. But now with the new ones, you have to choose whether to charge your phone or to use your headphones, which is fucking bullshit because I fucking have to have a mobile charger because I don't have a car because I live in New York City. So it's fucking bullshit. Airpo- are you an AirPod person? I love the AirPods. Uh, I think they look stupid and you look like an alien when you're wearing them. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I got a hard dislike for them. And sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes men walk down the street and they look fine, but sometimes they're a lot of times it's like they're just yelling to themselves. I kind of want to smack them on the back of the head so that one of them falls out. What happens? Know. Yeah, when you lose one, you're out another what eighty five dollars because Apple the won't let you use another brand or one, something. It would fall out of my ear into a sewer. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't want to be. I, so that's the thing. I like having regular headphones. I like to go to the gym with my regular shitty phone, and yeah. and, and I feel like I'm being cause, okay. This is what I'm saying. I'm outraged because. It's not just about a new phone. It's about new everything else. And you're being, you have to constantly be grandfathered in to new technology. Well, you you can't charge with your charger cord. You have to get our new charger cord. And you you can't, oh, oh, you can get an adapter, but that's going to be $800. Fuck you. I could also just like stop being such a wimp and I could just get like an Android phone, but I don't want to get an Android phone. No, then you have to, you have the whole ecosystem. You have to get all the new apps. And in the end, I would just love to go back. I'd love to have a a plain old flip phone. And if I just had, I need maps. I need what, what? What do you need on a phone at this point? Like, what can what can you officially not live without? I couldn't live without maps. I am yeah. I am lost often. I need maps. I need podca- podcasts. You need podcasts. Mm-hmm. Technically, you could use your laptop for that. If you not don't want to look subway, at your phone, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You if you're can. when you're mobile, you want to listen to podcasts. Okay, so you want yeah. some audio. You want to be able to to. So you only have to have three apps. Well, you on gotta your phone. have no. You gotta three have your your, your Uber. You gotta have your uh, your MTA bus time. You gotta have your all your sports scores, all your baseball scores, okay, and so your you need, football scores. So you want you want sports? Oh, by the maps. way, Sandeep, totally unrelated. I just advanced to the finals in my fantasy baseball league. It's me and one other motherfucker. It's going down anyway. That was I got unnecessary. To the finals on my fantasy football in in, in 2017. That oh. was I, that's how I made all my friends in my at my old job was right. by. Otherwise, I wouldn't have met half the dudes in the office if I hadn't done fantasy football, and it was the best career move I had. That made. is a very dude thing. Oh, was that was was that advice given you by the the that dominatrix? Was advice I kind of figured. No, that was something yeah, I you figured should out add myself. that in there. Yeah, that's, that's a great that's out. great advice. Yeah, I think that that is an excellent outrage, and I think you're right about uh, the forced upgrades on the phones. Yeah, that that's really one of my favorite ones we had. I like that. I like that a lot. It just gets my goat, you know, and and I and just because I am so angry at myself these days, it's also it's outrage at myself. I'm always on my phone. I'm not reading as much. I just the more you give people, the more the more they'll consume. So you have to have the discipline to put the phone down, but it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's like food. It it's hard. really hard. <laughs> and she's gonna put her phone down, and we're gonna put this episode down uh, right now. Thank you for listening, and you can email us. And uh, you can phone shame us or fat shame us at the fake outrage report at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at fake outrage rep, which we admittedly barely ever fucking use. And uh, you can, if you have a minute, go on the iTunes, give us a five star review. That would definitely help out a little bit, helping the community grow around here. And you can follow Lindsay online at. You can follow me on Twitter um, at uh, Lindsay Goldward, L I N D S A Y G O L D W E R T, or at Spent Podcast on Twitter as well. But before we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, I think the Savage uh, ad should be redone with fat chicks dancing around. <laughs> I want to smell it. I just want to... It all. It, it, does it smell good? That's my first question. I will go to Macy's and find Let's out. Let's go to Macy's and find out. Real trip.